Hey guys, Dane here with the Darkroom Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. In today's episode, I have the absolute pleasure to speak with Lucas Dreija and Tyler Rooney, the co-founders of Format. For the last 10 years, Format has empowered tens of thousands of creators to build their online portfolio with ease. Since inception, Lucas and Tyler have self-funded Format, giving them and their team full creative autonomy to adapt to an ever-changing industry. With simplicity and design at the center of Format's technology, they have been able to continually innovate on their product to meet the demands of their creators. We touch on the ups and downs of their founding story, how they built a team with transparency, and the role of a creator in the near future. We are so excited also to announce that Darkroom is officially partnering with Format to bring our e-commerce solutions to their creative base and together help shift the industry to a creator-first mentality. So without further ado, I really, really hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Lucas Dreija and Tyler Rooney. Welcome to the Dark Room Podcast, where you'll get to hear from the best full-time creators on the planet. From starting out to where they are now and everywhere in between. Welcome to the Dark Room. Tyler Rooney and Lucas Dreija, the founders of Format. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, And it's, uh, it's very fitting. It's perfect timing because we are celebrating your 10-year anniversary, so what better way to have you guys on the podcast? Can you guys kind of jump into what uh, what format looks like right now, and, and then we'll kind of jump into you know where, where that all started? Yeah, sure. Um, what format looks like now? Uh, so internally, we are about a 50-person team um, based in Toronto, Canada. Uh, we have some remote team members. Uh, scattered across the world, uh, depending which team they're working on. So, for example, with something like customer experience, where we make sure that our uh, members of Format are receiving the right support at the right time zone, we have coverage kind of 24-7 across the world. Um, from the external point of view, we have tens of thousands of customers uh, located in every country in the world. So any country with an internet access has a customer of Format, which is something that we never predicted we would have. Uh, and just kind of thinking about that and uh, trying to really comprehend the, the the fact that there's an island somewhere in the world with someone using format is, is pretty crazy. Um, and so what we're doing today is we're doing the same thing we did at the very beginning, which is building uh, an amazing product for uh, creative uh, customers to make sure that they succeed in whatever they're trying to do in their life. When it comes to your your backgrounds here, I'm going to start off with with Tyler. I know that you were an engineer and you'd worked at Amazon and uh, and you studied computer science. So so what you know what were you doing right before Format was created? Uh, yeah, well the, the quick answer to what brought me into this world would be Lucas. Uh, but the long version is you know I've uh, I have uh, like you mentioned I'm an engineer so like I'm a been trained in computer science and been programming uh, most of my you know uh, life. Um, and, but I always like, I think something, even when I worked at Amazon, it kind of became apparent to me that I was a lot more interested in product and, and user experience than your, your average uh, Amazon engineer. And uh, so I had a, a real appreciation for that kind of aspect of, of software. And when I moved back to Toronto, I was in Seattle uh, with, with Amazon. When I moved back to Toronto, 
um, I had met Lucas and we were both working at the same company doing freelance work. So he was doing design work and I was doing uh, web and mobile development. And um, Lucas, uh, he pitched uh, he pitched lots of ideas, but the, luckily one of them was Format. And uh, his background is, is in design and he went to um, OCAD uh, University, which is one of the biggest art schools in North America. And he was just explaining to me like so many of the you know, problems you still see today, 10 years later, of people who have just amazing work and they don't, uh, they don't know how to showcase it or they don't know what to showcase. And, and even the people who had something they could show off like on, online, it was just always out of date or it wasn't, you know, putting, it wasn't putting them in the right like focus or the right, like it wasn't putting their, their work out in the world in the way it should be. Right. And, um, you know, I just, I was kind of like, that can't be true. Like, literally, <laughs> I was just like, this is, I'm like, that seems impossible. Like, look how easy it is to yeah. publish things on the internet. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's what really dropped me into uh, into this world. And uh, it's just been amazing. Like, the, um, like you're saying, like, getting kind of sucked into this world. It's amazing to talk to customers. I still get to do, like, it's amazing whenever I get to do kind of frontline support to make sure I'm, like, reconnected. Yeah. Just to see the just to see the, 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 the grasp of it and the, and the, uh, and the span of it, like, you know, Lucas saying about customers in every country, like, you do a support session and, you know, I'll be talking to a wedding photographer in, you know, Arkansas. And then you're talking to someone who is doing, you know, just, um, really crazy, like photojournalism in like, like genuinely like a war zone. Um, and, uh, all, all sorts of, uh, you know, designers or, uh, illustrators, all sorts of, different um, different professions, different crafts, people with different needs. Um, but they all have, like, they do share one thing about they, you know, want to, they want to own their presence uh, online. And uh, it's, it's a real privilege to be able to help these people and um, to be, you know, be associated with their work in any way. So. Yeah. Yeah. I could see how, how, you know, dealing with creatives as much and as long as you guys have, uh, it's got to be kind of like a cool, interesting difference in in a lot of customer reactions too, and, and a lot of feedback, and just the way that you guys interact with with them. It's it's awesome because they're all you know doing their own thing and incredible things, and and they come to you guys for you know like being their hub and their home for all of their work, which is awesome. I you know I think anybody who builds a platform gets that um, that almost shock and. Kind of amazement. It never goes away. Of when you see someone using format, I remember the first time that I saw, like, I went to someone's website after I was listening to an uh, interview with them on um, on some NPR program, uh, and it was about make like what is the price of art or something like that. And I went and looked at this guy's website, and I was like, wow, this stuff's amazing. And I was like, hold on, this is a format website. And I was like, <laughs> wow, like I'm like that actually just happened. Yeah. It, like I said, it, that feeling never gets old. Oh yeah. No, I'm sure you see that a lot now. So Lucas, I know that you describe yourself as a design thinker, which I think is awesome. And okay, you got a bachelor of design at the Ontario College of Art and Design University in Toronto. So what does your, uh, what does your design background look like and how did that give you the tools to, to jump off with format? What it really did for me is it really opened my eyes on uh, how design affects the world. Uh, so before uh, tackling design and getting into design, I actually ran a few businesses when I was in my teenage years. So I actually had a few websites and made some money and ran a portal. So I, I, I felt like I was a business entrepreneur before I was a designer. Mm-hmm. And then when I went into the design school, both of those worlds merged for me. 
Um, and then in design school, I really started to uh, understand design and the value of design and, and, and how design actually does change the world. Yeah. And so then being, like Tyler said, being exposed to kind of the problems that I saw, which were, I was the only one or one of the few that could essentially design and code. So I knew how to put my work up there, but everyone else around me didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Uh, so back then, this was 2005, so early 2000s, um, people had to download you know, scripts, upload them online, edit stuff using code. It was, it was pretty rough. So uh, when Tyler and I finally connected a few years later, uh, I would have thought that that problem would have been solved by then, but it wasn't. So when we talked about the problem and the fact that that problem still exists. We saw a perfect opportunity to to help the creative community and, and build something easy to use, simple, innovative, uh, something that would really spark their interest. So when we launched in 2010 publicly, we really felt that we had an innovative product and we, that was validated by people just coming through word of mouth. Um, and that's how kind of everything got started. And so if you took a side-by-side Let's say that format in 2010 is an image. There's just one image of it. And there's an image of format right now in this current day. And they're side by side. What is the big difference that I'm going to see in the very beginning to now? Yeah, for sure. So no, that's <laughs> so. when I picture 2010, I picture a product that we just launched. Uh, it's rough around the edges. So we built it in a span of a couple of months. Uh, it worked. Uh, we had, I believe, a free plan when we first launched because we wanted to see if uh, what kind of interest we can gain from the creative community, and specifically photographers back then. And when you would log into the app, you could create pages, you could modify your typography, so your fonts, and you could probably change how your menu looked, but that was kind of the extension, the, uh -huh. the extensions of it. Now when you log, log into Format, you're seeing a product that's extremely polished, uh, that tackles the problems of most creatives out there. So we made sure that uh, we built the options, the possibility to create different types of pages and different types of design options through our theme interface. Uh, we created a theme engine where we built beautiful themes so that various uh, creatives have different choices of how they display their work uh, so that they can showcase the work that they want to showcase uh, the best way that they can. Uh, we created a way for them to modify the design of those themes and make sure that it's customized to their full ability. So that's drastically different from where we were in 2010. Additionally, we have built products on top of what we had in the beginning, which is which are products such as proofing. So we have a specific product directly in the application uh, that's essentially a proofing product within format that everyone gets uh, bundled into the price, uh, which allows you to kind of communicate and go back and forth with your clients on projects that you have. So a wedding photographer could have a shoot, they you know, put a proofing gallery together, they can send that to the client back and forth. And we've, we we were able to connect that directly to the Format Portfolio website. And that's essentially a, a kind of a unique offering that's not available anywhere else. So altogether, you're looking at a very rough product around the edges to a, a fully and a polished product where we really focus on beautiful options, making sure it's extremely easy to use, making sure that we have customer support that uh, is very quick to respond, helps in as many possibilities as, as they can. Uh, and uh, we every day we, we make sure that we can do a better job uh, improving it. Yeah. I always find it so fascinating how, you know, really the best way to become polished in anything you do or anything you create is just time, right? Like it's all time and, and it's trial and error and it's certain things that happen along the way that kind of shape a, a company or a brand or a person. Um, what... 
in the beginning of format, what were some of the harder obstacles to, to overcome? Yeah, we learned a lot of lessons along the way. And in the beginning, you know, you're just like any creative endeavor. It's like we just had an idea and you're literally just fighting to, you know, keep that idea alive. That, you, you know, we had uh, a vision for what, what people needed and what like a product that was needed in the world. And you're literally just fighting to survive, right? Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, uh, I well, the biggest business learning lesson I ever had with running the company was we got to a point, not to say too quickly, but pretty quickly, when we had a handful of people on staff full time and paying salaries and stuff, that um, I realized we got we went from beyond surviving and that we were supposed to like our job now was to like grow and to thrive and to not just survive, but like look at the big picture and, and what we really want and what the long-term direction is. And that was as, you know, that was a, a hard thing for me to kind of really grasp that it wasn't just about scrapping by, but about like planning and getting everything in place to, to, to really grow and getting the right people and, yeah. um, you know, informing the right decisions. Cause you need a lot. Uh, um, you, there's so many more things that need to be done once you start growing and, um, you always need to make sure you're still in touch with the customers and, you know, have your pulse on that stuff and, um, taking care of your team and, um, you know, getting the right people in the right roles and there's, you know, the, the learning lessons are endless there. Yeah. You know, delegation is, is the name of the game. And I know it's, it's always a tough thing to kind of let go and, and put some of the work that you've been doing in someone else's hands. Who was the first employee or the first person that you guys brought on that, that started to help? Yeah, that's actually kind of, that's kind of a funny story. So, when early on, one of the things one of the things we quickly realized is because Lucas and I were doing all of the customer support, so we were literally just replying to a Gmail like inbox like ourselves, and you know we were both, like one day whoever was handling it that day was like, oh my god, that took half the day. So <laughs> we were like, we gotta we have to hire somebody to handle support, and literally posted a job on Craigslist and interviewed a handful of people and we hired this guy Stefan who um you know and it was this is we were on a shoestring budget at the time and it was like hey this is a part-time role like we have like no benefits it was like is there any chance you have a computer you could just use in this job like all that kind of stuff yeah and uh I don't know why he agreed to work with us come to think of it um but it was um just when I talk about a fantastic hire like today Stefan, um, he's a director of our success team. He manages like 10 people around the world. You know, he's speaking at like a support conference in like a couple months. No he's way. He's just an wow. absolute all-star. Yeah. So just to think that we started from three days a week. Um, you know, I think Stefan's now been with us like eight, like eight plus years. Um, just to see that like someone uh, to, who can grow in the role and, um, you know, it's just been uh, absolute rock for the company is, is, is just amazing. You know, again, like we, like every day I'm so thankful for any, everybody who's put in like all the hard work for this company. It's uh, something that always amazes me. So I was reading that you guys have about 60 employees right now, right? Yeah. What's the timeline look like for, for getting up to 60 employees? Did you get, you know, just a few in the beginning and then you had to get a bigger space and then you got some more in a bigger space. What, what was that timeline like? Yeah. So, this is the other thing, like it's now sometimes a rarity in the, in the tech world, but we're, we're, we're a self-funded company. So, uh, we, we've never taken any outside funding or venture capital. And so we've always had to grow our revenue to hire somebody. And 
this was in the early days where it was like, oh my God, we like, we, you know, hired one more person and it was kind of like, a, it was always kind of a shocking thing or like, and it was so wildly considered because it was like, did we grow revenue enough? And it was usually, um, that trade-off back then was Lucas saying, like, Tyler, we have to hire another person. We have to hire another person. Yeah. And me going, no, 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 <laughs> no. Um, as much as I could. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, you know, early on, like, when, um, I guess is like, a, a reference point, I can always think about uh, when my, like, kids were born. And so when my first uh, my first kid was born in, in 2012, uh, we were at that point at, like, five or, or six people. And, like... Um, and I had to come in to interview a designer and like, I think my son was like a week old or something like that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like we're, we're actually hiring a designer. Like this is unbelievable. Um, and then, you know, and then it was just kind of, you know, the company kept growing and our revenue kept growing that it was like, you know what, like we can start making hires that are like planning for the future. We can start hiring some people to do some marketing. We can yeah. expand out the support team, et cetera. And so it, it was, it's always been, um, you know, pretty uh not to say slow and steady but like it's been very cons- it was very consistent for the first i don't know five six years in terms of like going from like you know like two and a half to five to ten um and that that's always been pretty predictable and um and and the great thing about like doing the, all of these things on our terms um and, you know we literally only have to answer to our team and to our customers is that you know we could to like make these decisions and grow like, for like, Oh, you know, we're trying to do things too quickly or, um, we're you know, not being kind of true to like our culture or to ourselves. We can, we can, you know, take a second, we can pause for a second and think about what we want and what we want to do and, um, who we want this company to be. So, uh, yeah. Has it become harder over the years to stay self-funded without investors or has it become easier in ways? The larger you get, the more difficult it is to definitely grow because, you know, you have to maintain cash flow. You have to make sure that your revenue growth is persistent with the revenue growth that you had before. So definitely it gets harder. Yeah. Um, definitely a, a lot more challenging and everyone in business knows this. I would say another kind of take on it is it's not, uh, it doesn't, you know, it actually does always get harder. Uh, it does, you, you think that, oh, if we just get you know, if we fix this one thing, if we get bigger, it's going to get easier. And, and it doesn't. But that's not to say those are, that's a bad thing. And, you know, there's, there are things that we're like, oh, you know, you, you, you go back and forth. You're like, oh, gosh, did we, you know, is this not the right way to look at it or not the right strategy? You know, you'll see, you know, there are competitors in our space who have advertising budgets that would, you know, are out of this world. And, you know, but that's that's not the game we're playing and and like i said about being true to yourself and like knowing you know knowing what you personally value and what you want and um you know i'm i'd say kudos to anybody who who pursues that path and like whether it's taking money or whatever they're doing um it's just you know are they is it are they doing it for the right reasons and right we've always we've always kind of known that we're doing these things for the right reasons and so there's never been any doubt about that. Um, the problems that come up, these are good problems to have, right? Yeah. No, I love it. I know that you guys uh, 
have received, and I'm sure that there's there's other awards too, but the Canadian Business Profit 500 list, number 24, was that one of the first times that you guys kind of sat back and said, man, we're, we're doing something big here? And if it wasn't the time, then what was one of the first times that you guys, you know, really felt that you were onto something powerful? You know, that that's um, the funny thing. I remember, I only remember one event where we were like, um, really kind of like, oh my goodness. We were, for the longest time, anytime someone signed up, we like, we directly got an email being like, this user account, like is a new paying customer. Yeah. And, and we were really de- like we kind of had our own goal of like, we had to get to 2000 paying customers and, um, and you know, it happened on like a Saturday afternoon and we all emailed <laughs> each other and we're like, Oh my God, we made it. Yeah. Um, and we like, we went out for a, you know, not to say fancy dinner. We went for a slightly fancy dinner, um, that was in budget and it was like, Oh, we're gonna have to do this again at 5,000 or 10,000. And we never did it again. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with celebrating your victories and being appreciative of that stuff, but those things are just like, great, what's next? Yeah, and that's totally. Always, always the way we kind of look at it that, um, yeah, what's next? So, yeah, no, that's great. I feel like, too, like in anything, also, like, you know, becoming complacent is kind of the death of you. You know, you gotta, you gotta keep looking forward. And when things come and you hit milestones, right? Like you kind of just breeze past them and they're great. And you can look at them, you know, however you want to at that moment, but you know, to really grow as an artist or a company, it's like, all right, well, you know, what's next and that constant what's next, which can also drive you crazy and, and cause you to work, uh, into the night when it comes to friends and family, what was the support level like when you guys were were in the beginning stages of growing format? Yeah, that's actually a really great question. So, uh, well, Tyler and I share this uh, share this story. So, both of our wives were the uns- are kind of the unsung heroes of format. Uh, so, uh, to speak for myself, um, at the time of starting format, uh, my wife and I purchased a condominium. She started a, a relatively kind of junior job, and to start working on format, I basically had to commit to format full time because takes a lot of time to build an application from the ground up and with no funding there's no salary mm-hmm. and we both had a pretty good kind of salary we were both consultants I was consulting in design uh, Tyler was consulting in programming so uh, we both abandoned salaries and both of our wives uh, allowed us to do that <laughs> in some respect right they, they supported us through that and uh, without their commitment uh, without their support format wouldn't be here especially for me because uh, I wouldn't be able to take that risk alone uh, so that was from the, from the kind of personal side. That support was had a huge impact on uh, formats, formats existence. Yeah, it's, I, I can totally echo what Lucas said. You like when you got someone in your corner who's because um, you know there's always the doubt, and when someone who you know completely got your back, it's that's an immense thing. It's <laughs> worth a heck of a lot more than venture capital. Well, with you too, Tyler. Um, in the same vein, I know that. Is it format was paying multiple people before you ever got paid? Uh, yeah, like uh, we definitely had um, we definitely had multiple people on payroll um, before Lucas and I got paid. And uh, I, I remember I made a comment in the office one day, and it was the first time I think I paid myself. And uh, someone else was like, "Hold on, you haven't gotten paid yet?" Uh, <laughs> and I think I think we were at like employee seven or something like that. I was like, "No," I'm like, "But," and. You know, maybe I'm a, I'm a little ca- overly cautious. That was definitely a milestone. 
I kind of want to talk about the relationship between employees as well. Like what, what goes into creating a space that is comfortable for employees that they want to come into work and that they want to be a part of? So that's something, um, you know, we've been really fortunate that we've had very, very little attrition over the years. And, uh, you know, majority of the people who, uh, who have left, like, you know, we're still in great terms with. I was having coffee yesterday with someone who actually just recently started at, at Format, maybe just like three months ago. And um, she was just contrasting her experience at Format with some other employers about, like, all your kind of classic problems of, you know, office environments and, you know, terrible managers and stuff like that. And, and she's like, yeah, you guys seem to have really figured this stuff out. And that was the thing that I, I'm, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I feel like we have just done some things that are really simple that I don't understand how every other company, um, doesn't, these are just such easy wins. Uh, the easy wins of we're hiring great talented people who know how to do their job. Like you treat them with respect. And when someone says they're sick, like we say, Hey, like don't, you know, fake working from home, like rest, get better, come back to work when you're better. Um, you need to take a personal day. Yeah. We've all been there. Do that. Um, and it's just about, you know, giving people great challenges, letting them, you know, do the work, giving them feedback and helping them achieve their own goals. It's just like helping our customers. It's, how do we help them achieve their goals and you know, what can we do to help? Um, you know, it, it definitely helps that we have a product and people can see that vision. They want to help our customers. You know, everyone cares so much. That's, I think one of the things that really, when I, whenever I think about what really differentiates format and the team and everyone gives a crap about everything. And, and sometimes it's kind of jarring to some people when you start working here that you ask for feedback and it doesn't matter if you're in support or marketing or development or whatever or ops is that people from all across the company have, they want to give you feedback and, and it, how their experience is informed by that. Right. Whether it's like talks with customers or the way that you market something or the way, you know, et cetera. And, and people are doing that not because they want to stick their nose in something or they, they it's because they just care. And um, we've just been so fortunate to get so many people who just genuinely care. It, yeah. But I think it's, it's as simple as that. And when companies, miss that it's they're just the easiest of wins yeah just just to add to that tyler nailed it on the head and and the other thing i think the big focus uh, for me is that we we just fundamentally trust people when they start here and they start working with us and and that's what sets us up for success like when one of our first designers that started one day said hey do you mind if i go to thailand and and design from there and and we just said yeah sure as long as we set up some ground rules you know let's have a three-hour overlap but if this goes terribly, we're probably not going to be able to do it again. <laughs> and we were just pretty candid and frank with them, and, and it happened. Yeah. We had someone else who uh, who wanted to take a road trip across the states and and still do support. And we said, "Yeah, sure, go ahead." And you know, these are the ground rules. Let's align on that, and and um, go, let's go with that. And, and that went well. So I, I think we just have a honest and candid relationship with everyone that works here, and and we treat everyone with respect the way that they need to be treated. And I think that's why they care so much because we don't. We don't gloss over anything. If if someone wants to do something, we have an honest and candid conversation about it, and and we do that. And and the other thing we do is we focus on and allowing people to practice their their uh, their other passions. So we have a lot of creative people that work here. We have photographers that work here that, mm-hmm. that practice in photography. They have, we have we have a painter. Um, we allow them to do that beside the work. Like work shouldn't get in the way of 
your life. It's part of your life and you should enjoy it. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask that question too. I feel like you guys have a lot of um, awesome creatives on staff and, and people helping and contributing. I mean, mainly you can just tell by going on the website, like how beautiful the branding is. And I know that that does not come easy, but what's it been like collaborating and working with you know, photographers and, and videographers that come in and work for you guys and even creative entrepreneurs and kind of taking like all these pieces and adding them to the recipe. Yeah. So, um, that was one of the kind of the fundamental things that I always wanted to do is make sure that the company is design centric. Uh, so everything that we do is really well thought through from a design perspective. Every product that we launch goes through design first. We talk about it, we validate it, we talk to our customers, we make sure that it's the right product before putting it out there. Uh, and then, you know, extending that to the people that join us. Um, everyone that comes to, through the door and joins us, whatever creative profession they're in, they're essentially adding value to what we're providing to other creatives. So we're basically, we're a mirror image of who we're serving as a company. Yeah. Uh, our values are a mirror image. So we have four values of this company, impact, trust, simplify, and care. And whenever we talk about those values, we see that that's a mirror image of, you know, what photographers go through. They have to trust their clients and the people that they work with. They have to have the impact through their work so that they succeed. They have to make their life simple so that they don't, you know, overwhelm themselves with things that they don't need to do. Rather, focus on their craft instead. And uh, and they care. They care about their work and they want to make sure that that it's actually impacting the world. They're not just doing it as for a paycheck. Uh, and and just believing that we're a mirror image of that and and that we are a group of creative people. Um, really, really, we think we're best positioned to um, to build products that just work for those people that we're designing for. Yeah. What was it in the beginning stages of, of naming format and, and, you know, doing that entire process, was there another name was format.com something else in the beginning? Yeah. So when we first started the company, we had to choose a name and uh, I pitched this name to Tyler format with a number four. So it was number four. O-R-M-A-T. Oh, man, I uh, love it. Yes. And, and, and it actually worked really well at the beginning, at least I thought so. Because when you would say to, so the, the hard part was when you would say format with a number four instead of an F to, um, to creatives, You'd they have seemed to, to get it. it. Oh, they yeah. seemed to get it. But it seemed like whenever I was talking to developers, they would be like, wait, how do you spell that? And how do I? <laughs> yeah, you get the constant thing of like, is it is it the number four M-A-T? Right. Is it yeah, number four O-U-R? Yeah. Everyone, every possibility. Yeah, and then and then eventually we uh, we had enough money where we started to explore. Hey, we have to move away from this as it is a problem when we talk about the company. Uh, but we didn't want to abandon our name, so we started exploring uh, how to acquire and try to get the format domain name. Yeah, so that's like that's the classic. That, that's my like party trick story is how we managed to get format.com. Uh huh. Whenever I've been at a conference, someone's like, they'll be like, oh, yeah, because, you know, it's format.com. And they're like, how in the world did you get that domain? (laughs) Six-letter dictionary word. Um, And the whole story would probably take the whole length of this podcast. But we (laughs) We got time. (laughs) But long story short, it it was six years of grinding the previous owner. Um, So it, it is a real testament to, like, just never, ever giving up on that stuff. We had, we had reached out to them really early on, and they weren't really using their domain. It was just a couple who owned it. And, you know, we followed up every year. And then one year I got, um, I, was, I think, basically someone would come into the office and be like, oh, I just had a really frustrating conversation with someone where they, I had to explain the, how to spell the domain. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And um, I researched as much as I could about uh, uh, 
the gentleman owned it, and uh, his personal website had some stuff about him. And it turned out that he was a um, an amateur pilot, and my wife is also a um, amateur pilot. Oh, cool! And it turns out they were located around Orlando, and coincidentally, my wife and I had been in Orlando, I think, just a few months prior, and she had actually uh, done some flow plane lessons there. Uh-huh. Uh, someone had, was like, you have to go to this place. So I emailed, and he, whenever we'd emailed them in the past, it always took super long to get back to us. So I emailed them, and I was like, hey, it's us again. I'm like, hope everything's well. I'm like, I noticed that you're an amateur pilot. I'm like, have you ever been to Jack Brown's? I'm like, uh, my wife was just there, and she loved it. It's like a really quite an experience. It's these crazy, like, cub planes, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, we're still interested in the domain. Like, oh, like, you know, our company's growing and stuff. Like, we'd love to talk about it. And he got back to me in like five minutes and he was like, Jack Brown's, everyone knows Jack Brown. Oh like, man, that's great. For, for flow plane le- lessons. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Um, he's like, you know what? Like, uh, you guys have been at this for so many years. Uh, we'd love to figure out how to sell the domain. And so we finally made some progress, not to drag out the story too long, but took months and months and months. Then he was in an accident and was in the hospital, and then the couple got divorced, and she got the domain name and the divorce, and then I had to start again with her, and that took months, and then there was all sorts of laughable logistic problems that were so beyond beyond ridiculous that I thought I I was in some crazy grifter scenario, um, that this was all <laughs> some elaborate ruse. Or, oh, um, man. But, but in the end, um, you know, I went and went to the bank and wired the money and got the domain. And the person at the bank was like, are you buying a house? And I was like, no, a domain name. And I think she almost <laughs> spit out the water she was drinking. And, oh, wow. But, but here we are. Um, Man, and, that's know, crazy. Um, yeah, it, it, was, it was a wild, wild ride. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, it was well worth it. And we're, we're super happy with, uh, you know, with the, with the name and our brand. Yeah, so it's really a testament to being vigilant on, on things like that and, and, and you know what? The other the other thing is just being a nice person. Like I think that's why we got the domain was that we were just being genuine and nice with like I was genuine and nice with both, with both of the people. And when she really wanted didn't want to sell the domain to us and was going to go another way. And like when I would email her back, I just try and give her some feedback about like dealing with domain resellers and stuff. And she was like, you know what? And you're the first person I've talked to in this whole industry that's like seems actually genuine or like actually cares. And, um, so eventually when she came to a price and stuff, she, she emailed me and she's like, you know what, I'll give you like kind of write a first refusal on this. And, you know, it's just a, again, a great reminder that when you treat people with respect and, and are genuine, it goes incredibly long way. Yeah. That's amazing, man. That's an incredible story. You could write a book about the domain story for format.com. Wow. Um, I feel like, I feel like passion like even just like, if, I feel like if I could sum up, if I had one word to choose format.com and format and you guys and, and the brand, like, I feel like passion is such, such a really common feeling that, that you guys kind of embody and that your employees, it sounds like that they have coming into work. Does that mean a lot to you guys to have people want to work for you and, and be passionate about working? And on the other end, you know, like what, what keeps you guys passionate about format? Yeah. So <clears throat> It, it, yeah, it's extremely important to have to make sure that people feel passionate about what they're doing. Right? It's not just the job you're spending the majority of your of your day that ends up being your life working with, like being beside people. So you want to make sure that not only are they surrounded by people that they enjoy being with, but they're passionate about what they're doing. 
and it's and it's very rare to be at a job where you can feel passionate about. So I think I definitely think we felt the privilege that we had uh, by starting this company and being able to create it and, and make sure that it's that it's grown to this stage. And I, I think it's also evident that the people that join here and they see how we operate and and uh, what we believe in and what we're trying to do and who we're trying to affect and why. Uh, they also become passionate, and, and they 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 stay here because they're passionate about the cause. Uh, it's more than just a paycheck to them. It's it's the community of people. It's it's the types of customers that we're affecting. Uh, it's the impact that we're having. So yeah, it's extremely important, and, and it affects everyone's work. So when it comes to products and building your own creative, you know, portfolio or whatever that is that the creatives come in to to build on, what are some of the products like right now? that you guys have been working on that maybe even haven't, you know, been released yet or, or at least like what does that look like? Yeah, so on a day-to-day basis, we're trying to build a product and improve it to the point where uh we help uh people that are passionate about using it and, and making sure that our our community members can succeed in the craft that they that they chose to succeed in. So every single day we talk, we explore, we design and we try to figure out how to make the product better for them. Um and so right now, one of the things that we're doing is we're simplifying how people can actually use format. Uh, uh, a couple of, uh, about a year ago, we, we changed format uh, completely and we redesigned it. And uh, we, we most recently decided that we want to simplify it and kind of go back a little bit to our roots and make sure that it's easier to use and remove some of the complexity that we added uh, through the business decision that we made. And, and that was a learning lesson that we had. And so one of the things that we're focusing on right now is building a a simpler product that is just as beautiful. It's just much easier to use. Uh, So that's that's kind of the the first thing that we're doing. The second thing that we're doing is making sure that we're we're adding features and adding uh, a presentation layer. So additional themes and an ability to create even more beautiful websites more so than anywhere else. uh, So that, you know, every time someone uses format, they find... Uh, a design that reflects their work, that fits uh, fits their pre- persona, their presence, and that they can uh, they can use and and be happy with using uh, at the cost that they're paying. And what does what does format in the next? You know, I don't even want to put a number on it, but the future of format. Do you guys see it taking shape in any other direction, or is it just going to keep building building on itself? Well, you know, we're we're always we're always focused on our our customers and, and on, you know, the lives of of passionate creators about the problems they have and the jobs they need to solve in their life and, and what's impeding them from, you know, seeing their vision realized. Right. And so we're more than happy to go in whatever direction we see. Right. Um, It's, it's wonderful that we're at a point where we have, you know, full-time researchers and uh, people who can um, really get in deep and, you know, go spend time in people's studios and, um, you know, find out what what parts of being a creative freelancer like is you know what's holding them back from you know taking the step to like getting the next you know great gig. What's holding them back from finding you know the next great client? What's holding them back from going full time? And um, you know there isn't like a set scribed set of products that that can do that. But we're really focused on figuring out how that can all fit together with with our current offering, so. Yeah, the the other thing to add to that is because we are self-funded, we operate at the growth that we have. So, you know, as you can imagine, being a company with tons of creative people, there's no shortage of ideas (laughs) of what we can launch and how we can impact people. You know, if we had 
tons of money, we know exactly what we would do next and we know exactly what we would build and how much of an impact that could have. But because we're choosing to follow our own path and make sure that we're independent and sustainable, we can only do that at the pace that we do it in. Um, and that's why things are moving at the pace that they are. But uh, essentially what Tyler said, we're making sure that everyone that's passionate, the passionate creators can, uh, can, can succeed in what they're doing. I love it. See, there's that word again, passion all the time. It's, I love it. So in today's internet and in just today's world, you know, there's so much out there and there's other creatively driven sites that are, that are, you know, having people come along and and build sites as well. Like what about format do you guys really try to make stand out in the crowd? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So I actually get asked a lot, why why format? Why should I use format over, you know, some other tool or some other platform? And uh, that's a different that's a different answer depending on who you're trying to compare format to. Uh, so if you compare your format to kind of the larger companies that provide a product that targets multiple different businesses, so you know there's products out there that will allow um, creatives, restaurants, and various businesses to create a portfolio website and, and a website on that platform. Uh, the way that company or those kinds of companies operate versus us is that they have to essentially think about all kinds of audiences when they design their products, when they come up with solutions for the, for their customers. And the customers are a range of different people, you know, a real estate broker from a photographer. So you are bucketed into a solution that fits all. Uh, whereas ourselves, we only think about the creative audience and we specifically think about buckets of various professions and photography is our main, main, uh, category where we think about the problems of photographers and we try to think about how we can make a tool that's best for photographers. And that goes more than just the presentation layer. It goes into the features and how they use the app. How simple can we make it? How quickly can they get the job done so that they can go back and, and continue their craft? So we're always trying to make sure that they spend less and less time thinking about their website and their business and more about creating better work and showcasing it in a better way. Uh, so that's kind of the, the answer to that question. And, and as far as why format compared to kind of other kind of creative platforms, I just believe that we're, 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 we're tapped into creativity in, in a very kind of special way. Um, not only do we talk about with creatives on a regular basis and make sure that we collaborate with them, but we also have creatives on our staff and we are a very, very large and creative team but we also look into the future. So uh, we make sure that we're innovating 10, 15 years from now. So we, we're working with research companies to make sure that we're looking into what the future of creativity looks like for every different profession. And we're really trying to predict and try to come up with solutions for the future. So we're not just kind of riding the wave, but we're creating, we're creating that future. Um, and that's why I would say format is the choice because we really think about how to make everyone's life easier and better and, and help, ever, help creativity succeed in general uh, and creatives themselves. I dig it, man. And you know, it's, it's gotta be tough too, because as creatives, you know, and as a photographer myself, like I completely understand that, you know, like we kind of come with in a way like more, more needs, you know, cause we are like creatively driven. So our brains are not very simple. Like we want things to be beautiful and aesthetically pleasing to our personal brand. And that's gotta be one of the toughest things to, to deal with is like, it's not just one template for everyone, right? You know, it might be in a different space in a different field, but for us, like we are so unique and uniquely driven that you guys need to, you know, like, and you guys have figured it out, but you guys have needed to, to figure out, you know, what can make everyone happy. 
Definitely. And I, I, would, I would be lying if I said we have a solution for every photographer, but uh, the photographers that join our platform and try, try to use our product and communicate with our customer success influence what we build and what we create for them. So the people that believe in our company, believe in what we're trying to do, join our product and influence what our product can do. So then we can create better solutions for the photographers that we're missing those solutions for, whether that's a different design to a specific feature. Um, so we, we're, we're riding the wave of the feedback that we get from our customers as well. Love it. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much. Tyler, Lucas, thank you guys. I appreciate everything, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you thank, for time. Thank you. Yeah, and, and congratulations on the last 10 years. And, and you know, I'm excited to see what, what format has in store and, and just, you know, everything that you guys are doing is, is really great. So we all, we all create as we all appreciate you guys. <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> you make it fun and easy for us. Uh, well, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, likewise. That'll do it, guys. Thank you for checking that episode out. I had a great time talking to Lucas and Tyler. Thanks again, guys, for giving me the time. And uh, thanks again for doing what you guys do because you make life a lot easier for us creatives. And also, as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, Darkroom is officially partnering with Format to bring e-commerce solutions to you creatives to get some prints done through the site. So look out for that in the very near future and look out for uh, for more, more to come from us and format and, and the whole gang. All right, you guys, uh, thank you again and we will see you next week.